Welcome to the Eat Local CMY podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale. And in this week's episode, my guests are Adam and Jesse, co-owners of Recess Coffee right here in Syracuse, New York. Well, first, I just want to say thank you so much to Adam and Jesse for coming down. We recorded this on a Friday in the middle of the day. And so thank you so much to them for coming down to the studio, taking time out of their very busy day, I'm sure, uh, to be on the podcast and sit down and chat with me. I had such a great time uh, talking with them. And yeah, I just, you know, this month has been Coffee Roaster Month, and I just, I can't think of a better way to end Coffee Roaster Month than with Adam and Jesse. So thank you so much to them for coming down. You can find Recess Coffee in Westcott. You can find them downtown. You cross the street from City Hall, and soon you can find them in Tip Hill. So make sure you stay tuned to their Facebook and Instagram pages and online to see when they're going to be open up the Tip Hill location. Well, this Wednesday, the 29th at 5 p.m., we're going to be having our networking event at the Hop Spot with our very special guest, Michael Scro of Michael Scro Coaching. So make sure that you come down to that. It's a free event to attend. It's going to be a great networking opportunity for you here in Syracuse in the new year. So come on down to the Hop Spot 5 p.m. this Wednesday and join us for our networking event and make sure that you join us next month february 29th we're having a leap year party at wolf's beer garden 40 dollars to get in open bar for two hours it's going to be a great time so head over to eatlocalcmy.com and purchase your tickets 40 dollars per person again open bar for those two hours well without further ado here's my conversation with adam and jesse from recess coffee So we're sitting here with uh, Adam and Jesse from Recess Coffee and uh, Syracuse, New York. Two cafes, getting ready to open up your third. Pretty exciting. Definitely. Yeah, yeah we're super excited yeah. about that. You guys have been in business for 14? 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. Just turned yeah. over Just, 13 That's right. Years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, happy birthday. Thank Congratulations. You. <laughs> we're teenagers now. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? I mean, when you first started Recess, did you think that you would kind of make it to 13? Absolutely not. Really? No. <laughs> no, when we first started, we started it more as a hobby business. So it was just like a passion for me and Adam. Yeah. Um, and with no future kind of plans in mind at all. So Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, to get into it was like basically no money. We just picked... <laughs> we we didn't start recess in a technical sense. Uh, okay. Another guy, Sean, did. Okay. And we, we bought it from him. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, he, he had opened it. Um, he ran it for about seven months and decided it wasn't working out for him and he wanted to cut and run so yeah, it was like a skateboard shop coffee yeah. shop hybrid okay yeah. that's really cool yeah so he, he had it running for like i said the you know two-thirds of the year basically and then um i was working at the food co-op down the street mm-hmm. um living in the neighborhood and jesse was just getting back from tour and he was living we were living together at my house or my apartment rather and uh yeah and the guy that owned recess was like i'm gonna close this thing down <laughs> You know, and so I kind of like almost jokingly was like, well, I'll, I'll buy it from you. He's like, all right, we'll sell it to you for cheap. How old were you? I was 22. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, almost 23. Yeah. So when we opened. Yeah. So I was, I was 22 for like the five months leading up to yeah. the opening. And then, which is funny because I was actually thinking about this morning. Like I felt, I remember feeling like older then, you know, like I remember <laughs> being like, man, well, probably should figure something out. 
you know, (laughs) not knowing that that's like nothing. Obviously at the time it felt old, but yeah, 22, I'm sure like having a call, like having a business, like you're probably like, you know, I'm a bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, well, and like Jesse said, we were like, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of risk realistically. We had a one year lease. The place came with most of the stuff and Hmm. it wasn't busy. So it wasn't like we had a ton of overhead. So we always were of the thought like, this is where our friends are. This is where we are. And if we have to leave, we leave, you know? Yeah. What was Westcott like back then? Way back then, 13 years ago. (laughs) I mean, different than it is now. Not, not by a lot. I mean, Westcott's, Westcott's, you know, kind of been that style of neighborhood forever. It was a little more bohemian back then than it is now. Yeah. Even, even now, 13 years removed, there for sure is a lot more like, it's a lot more clean cut with like the Mm. apartments and the, you know, it used to just, it was a little rough around the edges. You know, we saw a few more, you know, we have tons of stories of like neighborhood folks, you know, that made (laughs) our, made our days interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's such a good neighborhood though. I mean, you know, cause especially looking back when we first opened and, and, you know, always progressing, but like a lot of people are always under the assumption. It's like, Oh, the students, the students, students, and the students are huge. Yeah. But like that neighborhood, like really supported us, especially in those mm-hmm. first couple of years. Cause they had been used mm-hmm. to that spot being a revolving door. Yeah. It had been four or five cafes wow. slash restaurants before we had opened and it. an apartment yeah. and an apartment, oh, right. you know, and like, so it mm. was, you know, the, we were fortunate enough where the neighborhood really kind of took us under their wing. We still have customers that we've had since day one. We still oh, see in there all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely. Definitely. Are you two from here? Yep. Yeah. The yeah. area. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Central Square. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We yeah. went to high school in Central Square. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So did Graham, our head roaster. We've known oh, really? each other forever. Yeah, he was our first employee. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So when you bought this business from, was it called Recess then? Or do you Yeah, change? it was okay. called Recess. It was the only thing we kept. Really? Was the name. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, that first couple of years, there was sporadic pieces that stayed, be it furniture or, like, crappy pieces of equipment. There, yeah. That was, you know, especially looking back, that was its only value was the name. Okay. And we liked the name, so, yeah, we kept it. That's cool. Yeah. Was there, so was he roast, were, like, re-roasting from day one? Yeah, we were roasting from day one. Wow. We had a Ronco rotisserie oven with, with an extra heating element into it that we would use to kind of adjust the temperature while we were roasting, and that's really? what we were using, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, it was terrible. But <laughs> it worked, but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was terrible for a long time. And we, yeah. roasted, we roasted in the shop for forever, and okay. we had, like, you know, be it good or bad, especially with what we knew back then, you know, we had wholesale clients from the beginning. Really? Yeah, so we sold, so I worked at the co-op, so when I left the co-op, I was kind of like, you should guys just buy this coffee. And they said, fine. You know, so they used to, they bought our coffee and Alto Cinco yeah. bought our coffee pretty much on the jump. They've always really supported us. They're our mm-hmm. good friends over there. That's cool. I mean, they just sell by 25 years. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Um, really impressive. Um, it's amazing. Those businesses. I was in Kitty Hoynes yesterday and I was mm-hmm. like, just thinking, man, this building, the building alone, but the business as well. Yeah. And then you've got possibilities. Pasta's 30 and, years. Yeah. It's nuts, man. No, it's incredible. I mean, especially, you know, especially, you know, Westcott has always kind of been like its own little universe. So it's a little bit safer, but man, like, you know, especially pastas and Kitty Hoints and all those people downtown, yeah. they've weathered like some pretty, Intense especially things. in 30 years. I mean, they've seen it all. Yeah. You know, some of those are written pastas and like, I remember way back when there used to be that variety store. Remember that place, Raspberry, that was down, like places like that, that Mm. like were the real like beginnings. You know, we used to go spend a lot of time at shows at like 
I guess it's still called Benjamins on Franklin. Oh, yeah. It used to be like Stylings. Stylings. Yeah. Then it was Armory High. Oh, really? So, and there used to be before before Starbucks and before even before Freedom, there was a oh, I know you're Happy about. Endings. Happy Endings. Yeah. <laughs> on there. So, yeah, we used to go to like, you know, that and like up on the hill. We used to go to shows there too where like okay. Halo is now. It used to be yeah. called uh, No Borders, No Boundaries. Yeah. It was Zopies a, was and Zopies up there, yeah. was up there. That was a big one too. So, actually, like when we first opened Recess, that's what we were kind of ripping off was like yeah. those are inspirations yeah, yeah zopies and hmm. places like that and happy endings and even the original freedom you know like they yeah. they were real trends in their time ever, yeah they yeah. gotta be knocking on almost 20 years easy yeah i know i love margaret mccormick um and mm-hmm. she's my uh fact checker non-paid fact checker <laughs> nice. uh, Mar- she knows everything <laughs> know, about the food scene she knows it all she oh my god so margaret lives down the street from me mm-hmm. i didn't know that i didn't even know margaret when i bought the house oh right on um but her uh, her and robert live down the street from us actually mm-hmm. uh, now because i'm married and um margaret like maybe two years ago eat local cmy i started to I tried to start a blog mm-hmm. and I had like five different writers working for me, um, by working they were doing it for free sure. and they were writing, like we covered the amphitheater for a year and all the concerts there and a recipe thing and all this kind of stuff. And Margaret was on vacation and Margaret, I had hired as the editor. Mm-hmm. Originally she was a writer and then she realized how bad everyone's writing was. <laughs> and she was like, I'm just going to edit. Um, so she was on vacation, I think for a week. And or something, and instead of waiting, I just decided to rush mm-hmm. the monthly thing out, and uh, so put it out. And it turns out that one of the guys wrote that a local brewery had gotten like state money when they had it. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Whoops! And so yeah, so that was a bad one. So Margaret's a great fact checker. Yeah, you know, if anybody she's seen stuff. it all. Yeah. yeah, that's I love hearing stuff like that. We see, we still get this guy. He still comes in. This guy Charlie. He used to come in, and he's lived in the West Guy neighborhood since he was a little boy like hmm. he grew up there still lives there character of the neighborhood for sure and like that used to be some of my favorite times like when we first opened it wasn't super busy and he would just like give me the history of yeah. every spot you know like hmm. you know dorian's was a gas station that's cool x y and you know he knew he's hmm. lived there his whole life so he knows it all so it was really fun listening to that history oh yeah of the neighborhood and the businesses in the neighborhood mm-hmm. yeah Eamon lee was telling me the uh Westcott Theater used to be like a dirty movie theater, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I yep. didn't know that. That's, that's Yeah, crazy. before it was yeah. before it was yeah, before it was the oh. real theater. I miss the real theater. Um they do a good job of what they do, of course, but mm-hmm. um I, I miss seeing movies. One of my favorite stories about that place is um uh Joanna from Alto always tells the story that cuz are you from the area? Uh kind of sorta. So when I was 13, we moved here from Kentucky, okay. like Cincinnati. And I went to West Hill, so Westvale. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know if you remember, like the original Alto was just the counter, yes. the pickup counter. You remember yeah. that way back when? So, Joanna always joked. I mean, joked, but I think it was rooted in truth. Is that when <laughs> in the Westcott neighborhood, when at the Westcott Theater they showed an Inconvenient Truth? Okay, and they just played it <laughs> for like months because like the neighborhood just couldn't get enough of it everyone was going so she always joked that that's what like paid for her dining room was that she was just so busy off that, that awesome. one movie and they just kept playing it over and that's over amazing. and over again so the neighborhood was like, but yeah i miss the theater <laughs> but if they do a cool thing now it's, I, it's cool too yeah i've seen some good shows there yeah uh yeah you know the only show i've been to there was um was it metalachi yeah it's a metalachi and then i forget the other name of the metalachi is a metal 
mariachi band. That sounds awesome. And That's cool. they opened for this huh. other band. I cannot think the name of them for That's the life funny. of me. But this band only does Bee Gees covers, but it's like glam rock meets <laughs> hardcore. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And so, huh. like, sure it, it was an interesting show. Yeah. Oh, it was a very interesting show. It was. I loved it actually. I. I it was just. It was hilarious and yeah. it was good. Um, but this was like three years ago and mm. my back still hurts from like, <laughs> like I went with my friends that are like eight years younger than me. Sure. And at one point they just, it was obviously those bands. It wasn't a crowded theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at one point my buddy looks back and just sees me like back there sitting on like one of the kegs or something. <laughs> and he, t- he starts texting me. He's like, what, what are you doing? I was like, my back hurts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> price pig and all this pose. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, how does it feel to turn... 13 for the business i mean what it's like i mean there's obviously big differences for you from day yeah. one um i mean now you're about to open up the third coffee shop mm-hmm. um plus um cure yeah. right that's mm-hmm. coming up soon this year yep it's yeah i mean all of it's happening at the same time which wasn't planned but yeah that's how it goes yeah um it, it feels it feels pretty surreal i mean there's times there's times when it feels like we've been doing this for 26 years and there's times when it feels like we've done this for two years hmm. You know, I mean, there's time, time just flies by, you know, especially the busier we are and the more projects we get into. And things have changed within the company so much that it feels like things have changed, you know, kind of like what you're saying, like two years ago. But then when you really look at it, it's changed for a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we, you know, we didn't have any employees when we first opened. It was just Jesse and I. Mm -hmm. And we used to take turns, like taking Monday off, like every other week. That's cool. So we used to, you know. And we were we had really strange hours because it was just the two of us, you know. So we used to open at like ten o'clock in the morning. We were ten to ten. We were ten to ten. Oh, that's really cool. So we did that for a while, and then you know we're like, this is silly. We need to open earlier. Mm -hmm. So you know we we tried to figure that out, and but yeah, I mean it was almost four years that we worked alone. Hmm. And when we were working alone, I mean like beyond serving customers, which by the fourth year was pretty busy, yeah. all things considered, especially for one or two people. But I mean, you know, Jesse was doing all the roasting and all mm. the wholesale, which even mm. in year four, we had like a pretty significant amount for as small of an operation as I we bet. were. Um, and he was running the books mm. and I was doing all the baking and all the maintenance. So we were also mm. like, so like we'd be like making drinks and be like one second and <laughs> taking cookies out of the oven or pulling yeah. coffee. I mean, the place would be like filled with smoke yeah. from the roaster, you mm. know, even when we actually bought our second roaster from Matt, yeah. the smaller, like Royal number five, like that thing smoked like crazy too. So oh, really, it was always interesting, you know, like Wait, from what Matt? Magadard. Oh really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Way wild. Back, our I mean, second that, roaster ever we bought from him. Yeah. yeah. That was oh, like that's cool. in our uh, third or fourth, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember at all. Okay. Seems forever Feels ago. like forever. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, we haven't had that roaster for so many years that That's I can't wild. even think about it, really. But Sam has uh, one of those royal something that he's trying to sell. Yeah. they. I think he's got a number four. I yeah. remember seeing a picture of it or something like that. I mean, for for a rudimentary piece of equipment, yeah. it does the job. Right. You know? Jesse took it far. I mean, he, he knew how to use it. So, I mean, we were able, he was able to profile roast basically with that thing to some degree. Wow. You know, but that's after, I mean, it was not good. I yeah. mean, the coffee was fine, but the operationally was not good. Yeah, it was really hard to control what you were doing with yeah. like an open oh, flame sure. like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was hmm. cool to look at. Yeah. It was a beautiful looking <laughs> thing, you know. That was my only regret of seeing it go was that I liked it. It yeah. was a pretty piece of equipment. Yeah. yeah. 
that's how it was. There was a Creekside Cafe out in Skinny Atlas. Yeah. And that place. Yeah, I love that place, man. Mm-hmm. And they roasted right there. Mm-hmm. And I actually ran into the <clears throat> guy that managed it and was like their roaster a couple months ago out oh. at, at Bailiwick. And uh, I was like, were you that guy? He was like, yeah. And so he's <laughs> like telling me why they closed and yada, yada, yada. But I love that. But yeah, if they were roasting, which he would roast like two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. And there, it would smoke like crazy. Yep, yeah. absolutely like crazy. Yeah, it was. It was that like first handful of years, especially because like again, we were like eventually in those first two to three years, we were like really getting pretty busy. So I mean, we were getting coffee deliveries through the front door, you know. So yeah. like, you know, we were hand carting in bags and bags and bags <laughs> of coffee and roasting and baking. And then eventually, when we had employees, like after a few years. You know, like the place was so small. It was all the kitchen at Harvard, right? So, like, hmm. you know, people would be making drinks. Our employees would be making drinks, and like we'd be like scooting around them with like cakes. And, and the kitchen back then at Harvard was a lot smaller than it is now. Even oh, really? Yeah, yeah the counter used to just go straight across. Ah. So like there was no place other than right there. So I mean, hmm. it was really, really, really cramped. And hmm. then so that was kind of like, you know, that was like for sure like staged you know the beginning of stage two Jesse and I were just like this is yeah ludicrous we need to get hmm. out of here we're never and but it was really tough because you know hmm. we had worked in those four walls almost every day for five years so we yeah. saw every single customer that came yeah in. we knew yeah. every nuance of every hmm. person you know and like we loved the customers the customers were fantastic and then like we finally were just like all right it's it's time to hmm. to move on so we'd found the spot across from shifty's this old diner hmm. Um, you've probably seen it. It's right across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's like a old diner. I don't know. I can speak too poorly of it because I think someone's in there using it right now, (laughs) but it just wasn't great. You know, it was, it It, it didn't work for us. It didn't work for us. It's it's got four walls and a roof, you know, it's, 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 it's usable, but you know, basically we were, we'd gotten in there. We brought all, so I kind of went first because the baking equipment was just a lot easier to move. Yeah. So we moved all the baking equipment and I was there alone, Hmm. which, which was weird. Yeah. I hadn't worked. Yeah. anywhere but there for so long and i just I, it was really uncomfortable hmm. you just drive back to the shop and be like oh, how's everything going here you know like <laughs> what are you guys i doing? didn't call jesse and be like what are, you, what are you doing you know it was just like so strange it was we didn't i don't know it was, we'd never been apart you know to, yeah. to be honest and then like and then we were making the jump to getting him there too because again he was doing all the books hmm. we had employees wow. we had wholesale coming and he's doing it on like a a rolly table in the kitchen yeah or like standing on top of the ice machine and the you know we had no there's right. no private space in that place really yeah so mm. we were at Burnett ave um we called you know it was a diner we called it the diner for you know we got our roaster there i, yeah. I cut the hole in the roof we plumbed it and got it all ready to go and wow we used it and it was going all right but then we were kind of like all right this this system's got to go yeah so yeah. that's when you flew to iowa yeah or mm. idaho, idaho excuse me yeah okay um, he flew out to I- Idaho to Diedrich. Mm. He went to the school out there and saw wow. how they were building the roasters and everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's when, you know, he came back after that. And he's like, cause, I mean, you went because we were going to get one of those. Yeah. That's what we had decided on. We're like, we're yeah. going to upgrade. Hmm. You know, up until that point, we had never... We always just reinvesting in the company. We weren't taking hardly any money. Hmm. Yeah, we didn't start with money, so we just kept the money in the company. Yeah, we were constantly. like super... Yeah. We were like super penny pinchers. We still are, you know, yeah. to maybe to some of our employees chagrin, but it's like, that's just the way you need to be, you know, yeah. it's just never really taken loans until tip hill. Honestly. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. we didn't, so we didn't want to like, so that was a big decision for us. We're like, man, hmm. it was like 25,000 bucks. Yeah. 
so we we're like, oh my God, this is like a number that we, hmm. but yeah, so, so we had, we were in Burnett Ave on, at, the, at the diner and, and things were going great for what we had, you know, cause even with the older roaster, we just like, we have so much room. We're t- yeah. We had, we grew wholesale a ton once we moved into almost that place. Instantly, oh, yeah, sure. Almost instantly. We were able huh. just to like do so much and actually. Um, Jesse had trained uh, our buddy Gabe, who was working for us, so he was roasting too. Hmm. So the wholesale was really moving along quite well, and the baking was just a lot easier. Had so much more room, hmm. and uh, you know, it was going great. And then we're like, "Let's get this new roaster." So we order hmm. it. It shows up, <laughs> pulls to the door, doesn't fit. <laughs> like it fit inside the building, but yeah. we couldn't use it. Yeah, oh. the ceiling was too low. Oh. for the for the proper exhaust so that was a pretty defeating moment when we like rolled the thing in and then just covered it with a blanket and <laughs> kept using the roaster we wanted to get rid of so you know by that point we were like what do we you know we and we we're doing like so many other things mm-hmm. like in that in that same breath i mean we had that was the same time we had the west side Thing oh yeah flopped. yeah yeah mm. so do you remember that no so cabal a long time ago opened a little cafe in 601 tully street. street it's a little building kind of owned by su and operated by su okay and then they took mm. off and they 601 tully approached us and they offered it to us and mm. you know we said hey we try it out for a little bit okay Huh. Did not did not go well. Yeah, but. there's been more than a few of those. I mean, yeah. for Kubal and I think you know, just in general, just people yeah. in general. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a really you know, it was it was a it was an interesting concept that SU came up with. It was basically like, you know, but it wasn't. It just wasn't fleshed out enough to really work for anyone, yeah. right? So yeah. they had like this house that was in rough shape, and they gutted. I mean, the place was stunning. Hmm. It was beautiful, all new utilities, really yep. cool. It was basically just like an offsite office workshop whatever hmm. but it's supposed to be really benefit the community and that side of it never took off so gotcha. we felt really uncomfortable there because you know hmm. we were like the only ones there ah, okay you know so and kids would be coming in being like oh can we use this coloring books and we'd be like <laughs> not ours but sure you know and we were like watching these kids yeah. it, our manager our, it was our, weird. it was yeah. really strange we just felt like put really on the spot and like really it was not our world. It, it did help us learn to manage multiple locations at once, yeah. even though it wasn't busy or anything. But yeah. I mean, it was a worthwhile venture for the little while we did it. But, That's cool. Yeah. yeah, and when we bailed out, we we had bought our little mobile trailer, so we basically put all the equipment in the mobile trailer, which was like another, I won't say a failed experiment, but it was an experiment for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so hold that. I'm just gonna I just gotta hit restart on the cameras real quick. Yeah, that's what. Um, Oh, like they uh, they only go so long on their own. Oh, right on. Which I don't complain too much about. I just got this thing for 150 bucks. Sick. And I don't know if you guys get to Joe Rogan at all. Oh, yeah. So his camera setup, it's like three camcorders. Yeah. They're not even like four. You know, it's like yeah. super cheap investment. So... <laughs> Because I was looking at you like, think like with six million YouTube subscribers right. between his two channels, yeah, but, and making tens of millions of dollars from it. Yep. Uh, so I picked that thing up for 150 bucks. That's sick. And I can use it to run around and vlog with, which I'm going to do eventually. Nice. Um, or I can use it for this when I have three people. It's great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Works out. Yeah. Um, so you guys had a, like kind of a mobile thing. Yeah we 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 got the trailer made at this company in little falls, which has since gone out of business, mm. but it was kind of like that, like food truck boom, mm-hmm. the beginning of it. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, it was kind of a way for us to be like, oh, we'll use this equipment that was at this Tully Street thing, and we'll reuse it, kind of recoup on some of our money. And uh, so we bought the trailer, and in theory, it was good. Yeah. In practice, not so much. Yeah, we had it set up outside of Green Planet for oh, a while. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It wasn't really busy there. I mean, it definitely helped with advertising and everything, yeah. but then we had it in Onondaga Lake Park, yeah. okay. which didn't go super well. Manliest. Manliest. But then, I mean... Quickly after that, we learned like we're just going to use it for events. So yeah, That's cool. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, like the thing about the the trailer, especially for coffee, everything is run on electrical, right? So I mean, like <laughs> the setup was so insane. So we had this like little Ford Transit van pulling this tra- trailer, which wasn't that big. It was only four by eight, so it was good for like one or two people, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then in the back of the van, we had this humongous generator <laughs> that was like a wheelbarrow. And then we had this ramp to get it out. It was so stupid. And then the thing was running. It sounded like a motor. So it was yeah. so, because it's a 10,000 watt generator. Wow. Because that's what we needed. Yeah. If you're pushing all that equipment, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Twin twin brewer, a single group espresso machine, everything wow. else. Hot water heater. Grinder, yeah. yeah it was, the it was, water alone. Yeah. It was a ton of draw. It was so silly. Hmm. So... We were like, this isn't going to work. And, and we did it for a while if we had to. But basically, all of our neighbors would be like, this is so loud. You know, so if we were doing it, <laughs> we had a little house over the generator oh, to make yeah, it a little quieter, too. Yeah, I built like a dog house for it to like try to quiet it down, which barely worked. Yeah, it did something. I forgot but, about that. That's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, so then, then we were like, let's just use this for events. But then half the time, we dragged this thing to like Ithaca for an event mm-hmm. under the guise that they'd have the proper power yeah. and they wouldn't. Ah, uh, yeah. So it just got to be so old to like hmm. chase this stupid thing around and so we still own it yeah it's, but you know and we i think there's another life in it somehow maybe just doing just cold brew out of it or something we haven't really decided yeah but i mean we'll figure something we'll out figure something it. out yeah. with it you know it's it's parked hmm. in, indoors so it's safe That's it still cool. looks good it's completely fine yeah as a shell you know it's just at the time we thought it was gonna be this well you know actually we got it because we there used to be a spot in the in I'm sure it's way different now. Like Nick from Toss and Fire, he's like mm-hmm. the man when it comes to so he would know. Yeah. But like it used to be like they called the hot dog cart permit, mm-hmm. and it was a lottery. But there was a couple spots that were like finite. So like yeah. there was actually used to be a spot on the corner of um, like Euclid and Comstock. Okay, so that was our whole. Pl- that was one yeah. of the main reasons. That's we, like why we. That's bought why it. we yeah. bought it. Because we're it like, oh, let's park it here, and then yeah. like. We bought it, and we're like, oh, we're ready to get the spot. And they're like, yeah, it's not a spot anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, well, so. But, yeah, you know, live and learn. There's been many of those situations. So, first of all, I want it's amazing. I, I, when I first saw Toss and Fire was carrying recess, mm-hmm. I was like, it was like right when I started at Kubal. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out, like, I'm always trying to wonder, like, why certain people go with, like, certain vendors, sure. you mm-hmm. know, suppliers, whatever it would be. And the one thing that I found um, when it comes to restaurants that are carrying your coffee is that it's all based on the relationship. And so Nick at Toss and Fire, because he used to rent space. Yeah. Where you guys are? At our our current building. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, it's really amazing. One thing that I've found is that like if somebody's carrying recess, it's usually like a pretty deep relationship. It's not just like, oh, we're buying their coffee. It's like, oh, I've known them. Like they're great, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've been crazy fortunate. I mean, like we we are not admittedly aggressive mm. salespeople yeah. at all. I right. mean, we don't have a salesperson. Yeah. We have someone in our office that occasionally will pitch to hmm. places out of town or grocery stores or stuff yeah. like that, but I mean like um his, historically mm-hmm. that's not 
yeah what we've yeah. done we a lot of people come to us yeah um you know and hmm. we you know i think a lot of it we can base on like we you know especially what jesse started i mean he really set the tone way back when like we were bending over backwards for clients. We were driving things whenever they wanted. Now, and we're more rigid now on like delivery schedules and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, like, we tried to be as flexible as possible hmm. in a different era and just like, you know, give good service. Yeah. Yep. Um, and nine times, I mean, I, I would be willing to bet that's an accurate thing. I bet 90% of the people mm-hmm. that we sell to came to us or was like a natural relationship. You know, it that's wasn't cool. like yeah. we weren't knocking on their door. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, it's funny to talk about this considering that I sell coffee for Cabal, but uh, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I'll send out emails and stuff like that, but I really hate going to sell, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there is a, I won't say all the details because it's pretty fresh, but we just had a company that I had reached out to and we had had the person on the podcast for Cabal. Mm hmm. And that just kind of naturally led to, well, why aren't we carrying your coffee? Sure. And so we went and I was like, all right, well, let me come in and look and see kind of what equipment you have. So that way I know what to replace it with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I saw on the side that it was another local company that was selling them coffee. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a big, there was like office coffee, but it was a local company that was their supplier. And I was like, is that just the sticker for like the machine you bought? <laughs> or is that really who's doing your coffee? They're like, no, that's our coffee supplier. It's like, okay. I said, so... Uh, we're not going to sell you coffee. It was like, I'm going to contact them and see if they want to buy our coffee and then sell it to you. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go in and like, hey, this guy who lives in North Syracuse, who's also trying to feed his family, right. is going to lose out so we can make, you know, a hundred bucks. Totally. I was yeah. like, we're just going to go see if the three of us can work together. And That's, it, that's fantastic. It yeah. I mean, that's, we've always... Yeah done that with our wholesale in this company yeah yeah i mean syracuse is big enough for all the local roasters we feel 100%. and we respect all the other local roasters so yeah. we try really hard like if somebody comes to us as one thing but we mm-hmm. try really hard to not step on other people's toes yeah for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you think syracuse is big enough for all the roasters because i don't i think it's way well too small it, for all i mean <laughs> well, uh, well if maybe they, roasters if they do it right, yes. Um, okay. I'm say, pe- people are still drinking Dunkin' Donuts. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. people are okay. still going, you know, yeah. and there's always going to be people well, that do that. Plus, there's so much but... variance in where you can sell your coffee, right? So, like, obviously yeah. for us, one of our biggies was we got with Wegmans. Yeah. Which that's we can huge, touch on later. Yeah. I mean, but, like, yeah. you know, so, like, if, if you know, there, there's a lot of horizons out there. There's right. a lot of places to sell coffee, too. I mean, like, I think, I think it's... I think we're getting tight on space for cafes. Yeah, that's, mm. that's different. The retail is different. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, if I look at like the wholesale side of it, yeah, mm-hmm. there's because there's still a lot of people that are carrying tons of people. You know the whatever trash. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, and there's just you know, there's it's a the territory for coffee now is so different too. I mean, you know, like it's just it used to be the stigma where like office coffee had to be cheap. Yeah doesn't have to be you know so yep. there's there's opportunity yeah. there i mean cheap tasting yeah yeah well yeah and then there's you know i mean right now i mean hmm. like syracuse from like like a restaurant perspective is like in an absolute renaissance so i mean like there's yeah tons of feasible um wholesale clients out there but hmm. i think i think the cafe is like where it's a little tight yeah um, i don't think it's like hit a critical mass but yeah. i do think like well, there's like, so much more overhead with retail too. Than yeah, yeah, so wholesale. much money yeah. to run a shop. I mean, this shop yeah. that we're building now is like light years ahead of anything we've ever done as far as a build out, mm-hmm. because we've never done a build because right. we really can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Tip Hill, or excuse me, like 
downtown was mm. pretty much already done. I just did some mm. basic work in there, some aesthetic work. Oh, you really? Know? Um, yeah, because the guy that owned the building like specced it out for something. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, he's fantastic. He's he's got as much vision as anyone. Really cool guy. Mm. Um, and then Harvard. Yeah, we pieced that together over 13 yeah. years. Yeah, because yeah. it's just yeah. so busy, we can't yeah. shut mm. it off. Right. So like, it's due for a major gut, yeah. but mm. we have to do it so strategically yeah. because like. Hmm. We have to do it in stages and like, you know, like, cause we, we close one day a year. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yep. You know, so really Christmas, that's it. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. you know, so, and, and the place, especially, you know, the, right now it's a little bit of a quiet time, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's a war zone yeah, <laughs> for for sure. of the year. So like, so, you know, hmm. it's like, it's always, that's always been our major difficulty is, is that it'll happen, but it's just, hmm. There's a ton of planning involved, and especially hmm. now with what we've learned with the build out of Tip Hill. I mean, like nothing goes as yeah, planned. No, yeah, nothing. Things take does. longer than they say they will. Unforeseen circumstances, you know, that's just the reality. Especially in an old building like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, recent, yeah, that that house is a hundred some odd years old. You know, <laughs> so I mean, it's a hundred year old house almost. So it's there's going to be some stuff, some challenges for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about the Wegmans thing if if we can a little bit. Yeah. So how big of a deal was that for the business? Oh, it was massive. Yeah. yeah. And deal. we have to give Paul DeLima some credit on that one. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're buddies with Michael Drescher from Paul DeLima. Okay. And he gave us a ton of insight on how to work with Wegmans. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's cool. And, yeah. and even if he's not come right out and said it, I think uh, I think he set that up. Yeah. <laughs> I think he made a phone call to Wegmans. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, I mean, we had another our, our other, another friend of ours, this, uh, this person, Jen. She's been at the Duet Wegmans in the natural food section for like a decade. Mm-hmm. She's really deeply in, intertwined in that company. So I think she kind of put a bug in someone's ear too, because her and I had been talking about it a little bit. And Jesse, I know mentioned to her too. And, uh, but like out of the blue, yeah. there's one guy that buys coffee for Wegmans. Mm. His name's Ryan. Amazing guy. Mm. Knows everything about coffee. Knows, yeah. Really? I mean, he's yeah. like an absolute encyclopedia. Mm. You know, he sits in a cube office that is stocked floor to ceiling with every coffee you can imagine. Because, I mean, if you're the guy that buys coffee for white men's, I mean, he's getting packages oh, every sure. day. Yeah. So he's just up to, his, up to his ears with coffee. So, yeah, I mean, he actually reached hmm. out to us. That's awesome. Correct? I don't remember. Either way. What, that or I sent him like yeah. a very, I don't remember. It's either, it was, it was not a challenge to like link up with him. I don't yeah. recall the yeah. exact process now, but hmm. basically it was like, we're interested. And he's like, okay, you're in, do X, Y, and yeah. Z. But again, like Jesse said, I mean, Mike Drescher really prepped us for it. I mean, he told us what we needed to have, what we needed cool. to do, you yeah. know, with recall plans and everything like that. So, yeah. yeah. And then another friend helped us oh, out too, wow. uh, Mike at Speech Candy. Yeah. He yeah. hooked us up too because we we've done a ton of wholesale and grocery stores, but it was all, mm. it was all on them to like punch up SKUs and stuff like yeah. that mm. or print their own labels or just do however they did it. Um, so we never had like scannable UPCs. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Mike, Mike over at speeches, he was the one who was like, this is how you do it. He actually yeah. sold us the UPCs cause he's got yeah, so many. A ton of yeah, them. that's cool. Um, so we huh. for sure had some help in that, but I mean, yeah, it was massive. I mean, um, we actually had pitched to Wegmans our fourth or fifth year ish. Okay. Marty Did went. Did he? Yeah. And I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what they said. No, At least he said they said <laughs> was we don't buy product out of the back of a van. Oh no, that wasn't Wegmans. That was Tops. <laughs> oh, that, that was Tops. When Tops was but starting he went to buy Wegmans local, too. He, Tops he may have, but yeah, I remember Tops. Tops said that. Well, 
they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff gets learned. Now they do. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like, that was huge. It was, like, a whole new foray, foray and, like, stuff that, like... It's just a different level. Yeah. Different level of business. Right? And it was oh, cool because yeah. we it, it shored up a lot... It, it, it showed us a lot of things we were doing right. Mm. And then it showed us also some stuff that needed some tuning, but like got us there. Right. Yeah. So like just mm. certain back of house type stuff that we're like, man, we're, we're on with this or like it needs work, but we're not that far off. So we're now it put us in a position too where like, mm. we feel like we'd be ready for another big client cool. like that, or just any amount of the next step of wholesale. Cause we, you know, we kind of looked at it really strategically. It's like, all right, can we do Wegmans, but like twice as much, mm. you know, like, tw- you know, like, or if Wegmans is like snap their fingers and like, you don't have nine stores anymore. You got 20. Yeah. Like we really wanted to be able to do that. Mm. Um, so we're just waiting for that call. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. The but, UPC codes, man, that it's, it's as dumb as it sounds. Cause I did it for eat local. Uh-huh. Um, last year I was like in super line. Confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I was in line at Wegmans uh-huh. and I was like looking at the gift cards and then it like dawned on me. I was like, I should have these for sale here. Sure. <laughs> and they're not yet, but that's why I did like the backer for it this year. But I went out and bought and figured, you know, I was like figured out how to do it. Yeah. And it took me like six months yeah. of going to the website every day, like mm-hmm. trying to figure this out and oh, get in on calls. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Super. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. I, I had no clue yeah. how convoluted it was until Mike was like, yeah, it's kind of a lot of work, <laughs> yeah. you know, to get this done. And yeah, so we had to like, you know, so it was a lot of like busy work on that end to get with Wegmans and we changed our packaging entirely. You know, yeah. We, yeah. We switched to the foil we bags. We switched to the foil yeah. bags and actually we're about to switch them again. Oh really? Yeah, um, we just bought just a upgrading these biodegradable you know, ones. Oh, biodegradable cool. with a zipper. Yeah. We wanted to yeah. go with that at first, but we were in such a rush to get the packaging for Wegmans. We had to go with this. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So yeah, that'll huh. be cool. We're looking forward to that. Was it, did you change the packaging for the branding or would they not take a paper bag? Uh, well, we were planning on changing it regardless, okay. and we mentioned that to him in our meeting with him. Yeah. So then he pretty much just said, like, Do let, yeah, yeah. let me know when you change it, because okay. I don't want to bring it in and then have it change two months yeah. later, you know, totally yeah. different look and everything, so. Hmm. Totally. But, That's wild. Yeah, but they've been great to us. We've met up with Ryan a number of times. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a thing pretty regularly at SU at the Whitman uh, Business School. Okay. Um, with a couple of professors that have been coming to our shop forever. And we brought Ryan with, you know, we got Ryan linked up and he oh, came down cool. and did a class too mm-hmm. for like, like this entrepreneurial class where, so he was kind of like telling them like, this is a good pitch, mm-hmm. you know, from a That's guy cool. who sees tons and tons and tons of huh, pitches, yeah. you know, so it was cool. It was, was there a YouTube video on that out there? <laughs> uh, no, but I'll tell you, I mean, it was basically like no fluff. Yeah. Don't yeah. try to like. That's funny. Here's the thing. Yeah. This is why it's good. This is how much it costs. I haven't reached out to anybody to sell the Eat Local. There's a couple small retailers that do it, but I would love to see them in Wagmans, obviously. Burn Dairy almost did it. Oh, really? Yeah. I know, man. They reached out to me last year. It was pretty intense at the time because when when they first reached out, they were like, hey, we're thinking of, and actually they wanted to be on the card as like one of the participating restaurants, uh-huh. which they have got 90 locations in yeah, central huge. New York. So I was like, holy cow. I was like, this is going to be intense. And they actually went, I started like Paul Valenti, who I'm friends with, called mm-hmm. me like two days later. It was like, hey, I has got a call from somebody at Burn Dairy asking me for a reference. And <laughs> I was like, really? They were like, yeah. So they had called like four or five people and were, you know. That what's you were it? working with? Yeah. Yeah. And so luckily they, um, they, Burn Dairy emailed back and they were like, Hey, we did just, so you know, we did call these people and 
everything, you know, they all had great things to say, yada, yada, yada. So we're going to pitch it. And then, you know, to our boss and see what we can do. And that's been a little over a year. I still, you know, it's like I'll email and, you know, oh yeah, we're just waiting on an answer, you know, that kind of thing. But I did all that to get ready for it. You know, it's like, so now you're prepped at least. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like prepare yourself for that kind of stuff. You may not have it yet, but if you're ready when that opportunity comes, you can just kind of, yep, I've got it all there. Yeah. So I had this weird call from this kid in Rochester who has a pretty big Instagram account and he called cause he wants to do his own sort of discount card out there. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that he was an intern at the marketing department for Wegmans. Oh, oh nice. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so it's like, actually I was thinking about calling them. And so he gave me a little advice on like who not to talk, talk to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was cool. But yeah, I mean going up to their headquarters is so funny. I mean, the place is humongous. Is it? There's tons of people there. So I, I mean mm-hmm. just calling Wegmans, I, yeah. I wouldn't know how <laughs> yeah. to traverse that, you know. So, like I said, that like really cements how fortunate we were for yeah that link up because that's awesome, man. Yeah, we got really lucky with that. Yep. Yeah, but it's good. So, I mean, I'm sure you. Well, I don't know. Maybe you do. I mean, you're opening two new business. Well, you know, two businesses this year, yep. right? Which is huge, mm-hmm. doubling what you have um, in terms of like the retail space. Yeah. Do you have any sort of like a dream one day or a goal of um expanding outside of like new york or anything like that or is it always going to kind of have that local feel to it uh man that's a tough one i mean we would we would love to expand wholesale more yeah. that's our more immediate goal yeah. for sure yeah expanding retail especially outside of new york is is a tough one yeah, yeah. we'd always yeah. we had always been open to it and you know in fact for a while we really wanted to do something in buffalo Mm. Buffalo just got but a Buffalo's, ton of coffee shops. Buffalo yeah. again is just so. like, yeah. but they were untapped for it ever. We kind of missed the boat on. We that really one. did yeah. miss the boat on that. There was like so many cool. I mean, there's so Buffalo's fantastic. Yeah, there's tons of awesome neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So it was ripe for it. And yeah. at the time, we probably didn't have the resources. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. But now it's it's flushed. You know. Hmm. So the wholesale is the biggie. I mean, we really like. You know, we're doing a couple things like back of house now that'll help us even further expand. That's cool. The wholesale stuff um, this coming year. So, hmm. um, so we're we're looking forward to like more wholesale. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's that's a huge, important part of being a coffee roaster. Yeah, arguably almost more important than having the retail. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, there's some story of this father son out of Chicago like a decade ago who opened up a coffee roaster and they purposefully didn't do any retail for like four or five years. Mm-hmm. They just did the wholesale. They had the little sh- like a little shop set up with a espresso machine in the front yeah. for of their roastery to like bring clients in and mm-hmm, do stuff. Sure. But they just focused on wholesale and built that like crazy. I forget the name of the company now, but um I've read a few different like papers on them. I'm like following that. I'm just starting yeah. off with wholesale. That's really smart. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you if yeah if you get yourself a name for yourself, yeah, yeah. And you get right. yourself ingrained in a bunch of places. I mean, like, then it's a lot easier. You know, you have some recognition. You're not just yeah. brand new. Yeah. Right. There's nothing harder than being brand new. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's so that's yeah. I think ro- the roast the wholesale is is a far more approachable thing. I mean, especially now that we're seeing like just like the work and the cost of like a fully outfitted brick and mortar, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, I it's can't, a huge risk. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, it's a gigantic risk. And I just can't imagine, I can't imagine, um, 
I can't imagine having that happen mm-hmm. somewhere even three hours away because we have to be there <laughs> constantly. Yeah. yeah we Especially, go to both shops every single day. Yeah, yeah. We go to both shops every day. And mm. like even during the build out, we're there almost every day, oh, especially sure, when yeah. it gets down to like really the end of the process where it's like, where do you want this? What color is this? You know, hmm. we have obviously help in that department, but like, yeah, it's, I cannot imagine being, hmm. if we'd open a shop in Buffalo, that's being, we'd have to like live in Buffalo. You'd have to get a cheap apartment, we'd have to yeah. get a cheap apartment yeah. and be there for, yeah. you know, on, you know, on a, on a regular basis. Yeah. I did. So, uh, right before I came to Kubal, I was uh-huh. the regional director of the Buffalo market for Metro mattress uh-huh. and I lived here. Oh, and thank God. I don't know how it happened, but I actually, um, was, I, uh, my now wife and I went on our first date and then like a month later I got the promotion out there mm-hmm. and it was just like at the time I was like it's how much money and you're going to pay all of these bills great I'll do it <laughs> um, so like a month into our dating relationship I was then gone five days a week oh, man. but yeah it's awful like if you if something were to happen at one of the 10 stores I, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like you're in your car yep, you know yep. like there's only so much you can do over the phone that's right and uh, you know most of the things it didn't help that like half the staff uh left shortly after and so then i was like you know you can't cover happen. a store yeah. right those things happen right i mean like and yeah. that's the thing like you know that's you know if you can't see what's happening even right. if it's going well like you know are these people like getting your point across like the right. way you want the customers to be treated and the way you want the product to be handled like you can train till the day is long but like yeah if you don't know, you don't know. Right. And you're only getting secondhand information if you get, you know, if you're just relying on, hmm. you know, plus like, I don't, you know, it's not worth putting the employees in a spot to be like, I need report to me. Yeah. What are they going to say? Right. We served a bunch of coffee today. It was fine. <laughs> you know, so their perspective is different. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that we, oh, we, there was a time when we were like, we got to do this, but now it's looking more like, well, hmm. maybe not. Back burner. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Back burner. Um, how do you feel like auto? How do you feel automation's ever gonna affect the coffee cafe business? Mm. I only say that because I've been getting into the now presidential race, and I've determined that I'm an Andrew uh, <laughs> Yang or yeah Yang, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an Andrew Yang supporter uh, now, mm-hmm. and um, I mean that's his big platform is like automation is here. Mm-hmm. You right. know, like we've already lost jobs and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So. I just think of like isn't Syracuse being a place that's traditionally kind of a few years behind other stuff. I just wonder how that's going to affect things here when that does happen. It's tough to say. I mean, I can't see <laughs> recess ever being automated. Definitely not in the retail section because yeah. the personal connection with the neighborhood and the employees and stuff is huge to us. Yeah, and I, I can't ever see giving that up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, if anything, I would say at this juncture it'd be like if more automation happens or more tech like that happens, it's hard to know. I mean, like yeah. there's gotta be a factory somewhere that builds this stuff. Right. And it's right. And <laughs> yeah. typically this central New York area, especially like Rome, Utica, and even somewhat in this area has been like, kind of like a spot where all these companies are like, Oh, yeah. you can buy a humongous warehouse for basically nothing yeah. or free and get tax breaks. So, <laughs> you know, I think any of that stuff might just play better to the area with yeah. more jobs and, that's not, I mean, that's something I'm not super in the know of, to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah. But I don't but see I, it affecting the coffee, nah. arc style of coffee industry yeah, anytime soon. Yeah. yeah, even yeah. on the back end, like even in the roastery, I mean, like, I mean, you could buy it, we could buy anything we wanted right now if we wanted mm-hmm. to like automate the yeah. back end a little bit more with like 
you know, you know, sealer, you know, different types of sealers and, you know, blah, right. blah, 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 and bag labelers and bag and stuff, fillers yeah. and all that stuff. But, but really when it boils down to it, it's like, you know, even with our output, you know, it's only a couple of, couple of guys or girls a day that are doing yeah. that kind of thing, you know, and their output is high. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. We haven't reached the maximum capacity of what the, I mean, we have two hmm. full-time people at bag coffee. That's all they do. Really? We have, we have a full-time person at roast and then a part-time person at roast. Wow. So we still have room to grow within yeah. what we just That's have awesome. with that. So, yeah. yeah. Plus it gets that personal touch, you know, too. Cause like yeah. our, our, our people in the back end, like so like intrinsically know these accounts that yeah. they're That's seeing cool. like, you know, cause like, you know, you experience it. I'm sure like someone will order the wrong thing Yeah. or we'll, you know, we've made, we make mistakes, you know, like something gets sent wrong, you yeah. know, so it's just so yep. much easier yeah. to have someone that like really knows it. So, right. Yeah. I mean, we, we have room to grow with what we have. That's cool. For sure. Yeah, yeah man. Especially cause like I said, we want to expand the back end, but not, no, not necessarily, um, I they, guess marginally machinery wise, like we're going to get a bigger roaster soon. Yeah. yeah hopefully next year. Hopefully oh, next year. Cool. So, but wow. like other than that, I mean like we don't, hmm. we have room. Yeah. yeah that's for awesome. Sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen guys, thank you so much for taking the time to yeah. come down here and do this. Our pleasure. I really appreciate yeah. it. And, yeah. uh, last coffee roaster for roasters month. We appreciate it. Yeah. We yeah. love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Glad someone's, you know, things are great right now in Syracuse for coffee and for food yeah. and we're super fortunate to be part of it. Um, yeah, it's cool to see all the new people. There's a lot of new people. Yeah. There are. Yeah. I'm really, um, I, not to end on a, on a negative note. No, I am concerned about the restaurant industry in Syracuse. I love the growth and I love the diversity and the mm-hmm. quality, especially. I mean, to think of people like St. Urban and Defi and Amano and, yeah, I'm, Kasai and all yep. these amazing, incredibly talented people that are in Syracuse right now, opening restaurants. It's just absolutely amazing. But I'm really concerned if the if like there is a recession. Mm-hmm. And granted, like you know, it didn't really hit Syracuse that incredibly hard mm-hmm. in 2008. And I don't really. Re- I mean, I was old enough. I owned a business then, but I don't really remember you know how things were really affected in 2008. Coffee got more expensive. Yeah, a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. But so, like, I'm li- I'm concerned about that only because, like, I don't take, I mean, it, the, I mean, I, in an in industry like this doing advertising, I don't really have to do really take many big risks mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. especially compared to, like, opening up a restaurant or coffee shop. Sure. Or, I mean, a, you know, espresso machine would be, like, the most expensive camera I could buy and right. operate by myself, right? So... And that's only a part of, mm-hmm. you know, a small part of your business. Mm-hmm. So, but the risk that restaurant owners take, I just, I, it, it the respect I have for somebody that does that is, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's risk is it's, it's a huge risk. Yeah. You know, the reward can be there too. I mean, you know, it's just, but it is so marginal in a restaurant, you know, your reward. I mean, you think of a place like possibilities, which I'm sure most or Kitty Hoynes or most people would think are like have a license to print money, but even places like that, I mean, even, which I'm sure they aren't, but we're talking third, 25, 30 years, yeah, you yeah. know, and they're kind of like just starting to really see some of the fruit totally. of it yeah. if they are, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it, you know, you have to be patient. It's a yeah. long game for sure. I mean, you know, um, you know, you got to handle the money right when times are good for yeah. when times are bad. No, it's yeah. true. Right. I mean, we've, 
we've gone up and down for sure. I mean, we, we have been super lucky with growth and, you know, opportunities have been afforded to us through our business. But I mean, it's, it's all about planning. Yeah. Always stay ahead. Right. Can't overspend. Can't overspend. I mean, you know, I'll tell you, I mean, like we want of all the times over the years, like we wanted the best gear and this yeah. and that, but just sometimes you just can't afford it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is it, is it like, you know, do you get a espresso machine that's a little nicer or, you know, save or just save the money for what's next, yeah. you know right. I mean? So, I mean, you always got to, you, you know, unfortunately this him, it's not me. Cause it's not, yeah. I wouldn't be good at that. Yeah. I'm not good at that. Right. You know, in my personal life. Sure. But like on the, the bigger scale, it's yeah. not my thing. Hmm. So, and you know, we got an amazing accountant and yeah. amazing bookkeepers. That's, that's where you should invest your money is like yeah. really looking into like these people that will guide mm. you. Cause man, like, like I said, we don't close, you know, for yeah. that reason. I mean, what one day can yeah. put you back. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, it is a huge risk, but I mean, you know, I think, mm. I think Syracuse being so affordable and like, yeah, we are, I'm, we are not recession proof. No, by any stretch of the man, nobody is. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I think mm. everyone will be okay. And, you know, there's, it's, it's interesting, you know, I mean, all the apartments downtown are almost yeah. all at full capacity, yeah. right? That new building, the old nine X building that's right down the block from our downtown shop. That block. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. It looks amazing. Yeah, that building that, is, looks gorgeous. That, that place has been in for almost 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. It's there. wild. 10 foot of standing water in the basement. Yeah. I mean, the place was really? shot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was, that place was shot. Wow. So we drive past that and I mean, uh, Rebecca would never move to downtown. Mm -hmm. I mean, we live on the North side, so it's close enough, but I see those places being built and I'm like, I think I want to try and live. I mean, those, (laughs) they look gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. The the apartments above the downtown recess, like I said, Jim that owns that building, I mean, they are stunning. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're so beautiful. And then Mm -hmm. like, um, the state tower state apartments tower, are yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. I was that, just looking at those on the internet because I was curious. I, yeah. They're gorgeous. I, yeah. And, you know, and, and there might be, it might be some, you know, level of whatever, but like I, I, from all I've been told, I mean, these places are all at full capacity Yeah. or booked. You know, yeah. I know, I know the building that we're in downtown. I mean, he's, he's booked for like two, like people are reserving awesome. leases, you know I mean? That's great. So I think, I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, I mean, Syracuse is so different, especially yeah. downtown than it was a decade ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a friend, I had lunch with, a, I think this is even last year, technically at this point, I mean like, or two years ago, gosh, but, um, we were eating lunch at Otro and mm-hmm. she was just like, I cannot believe we're sitting on this street <laughs> at a table eating like nice a nice meal yeah, right. at a nice restaurant. Yeah. Like, you know, people are walking their dogs. I mean, that's like, if that's not a sign, I don't know what it is. Like I yeah. see so many dogs being walked downtown now. It's crazy. <laughs> never saw that. Never saw a dog. Up, yeah. No, yeah, Where no, these my, dogs come no from? I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean like, that's funny. Yeah. So it's cool to, yeah, to be part of that and see that, you know, and, hmm. uh, it's, it's very inspiring. There's a lot of yeah. people doing a ton of good work. Yeah, for sure. So we're fortunate. Yeah. Well, thanks again, guys. Hey, our pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Do me a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button, whatever platform you're listening to this on, and then leave me a review. Let me know what you think of the local CNY podcast. I've said it before, but in the world of podcasting, the currency is reviews. So leave me a review. Let me know what you think of the local CNY podcast. It would mean so, so much to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. If you didn't know, Baldwin's Old Dining Week is going on right now. It started on January 19th, and it's going through the 8th of February. So head out to Baldwin's Old. 12 restaurants participating 
three-course meal for $25. You can find out more information by heading over to Baldwinsville Dining Weeks. That's weekswithaness.com. And, yeah, go check it out. Go try out some of the amazing restaurants in Baldwinsville. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Local CNY podcast, and I will catch you at the next episode. Spend most of my days having no one Dreaming you were out there shining in the sun Lonely soul hoping that they find someone Baby, I hope Baby, I hope it'll find